Luke's Gospel, chapter 2, and verse 8. And there were in the, in the same country shepherds abiding in the field, keeping watch over their flock by night. My friends, we have a few minutes, brief minutes tonight, and I just would like to bring a short message to you. And it's a message for little people. A message for those who are little in this world. Well, a message for everyone, but especially I want to talk to those who are little people. Those whom the world doesn't consider great people. Those who haven't reached a prominent place uh, in life. Those who often are unnoticed by those prominent people, by those great people. Overlooked maybe, and often overlooked. People maybe who now are little, but when they were young, or they had those aspirations like we all do, they wanted uh, to be somebody great. They had th those dreams to rise up in society, but it never happened. It never materialized. Things didn't go their way. They couldn't quite attain to those things. They had a dream, they had a vision for life, but they were unable to attain it, and it soon became all too obvious oh, that life where they were meant to be living just that everyday, mundane kind of life, a common life we call it, an ordinary life, the run having a run-of-the-mill job. Little people, little people who stack shelves in the supermarket, little people uh, who maybe are porters in a hospital or a hotel or a volunteer in a, in a charity shop, little people well, often ignored, but as we'll see tonight, not by the Lord. Little people, little children are also little people. And they're also important. Often, sadly, uh, bypassed by the adults and not given much notice by the adults, but they're noticed by God. If you're a little child here today, God notices you. God is concerned about you. God thinks about you. God has his eye upon you wants to bless you as well. And even though other friends, well, they may not notice you, and uh, the adults may not notice you, God notices you. How can I say these things? Because that's what happened on this day that Jesus was born, the day when Christ came into the world. Well, who were the very first people who heard about the news of Christ's birth? It was the little people. It was the shepherds who heard the, the news. To them first came this wonderful good news from heaven that the Messiah, the Savior, has come. Now, when my son was born, I, I wanted to make sure as soon as I had the opportunity that I informed the important people in my life. And maybe you did the same when your, your child was born. You want to... You've, you contact the, your near relatives and then your uh, good friends before you tell everybody else. Well, when God's son, as we could say, was born, when, he, when Christ came in the flesh, the very first people God told were these lowly shepherds. These shepherds who were not the intellectuals of the day, whose occupation well, was considered to be a very lowly occupation. Well, and it's, it's, not, it's an occupation that didn't need much training 
And anybody really could do it. Anybody could be a shepherd, as long as you had some sort of strong constitution. Well, you're, you're up for the job. Well, they were considered poor, plain, ordinary people and looked down upon by the, the others, looked down upon by the, 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 the higher class people and uh, by many of the people of the day. They didn't speak the Queen's English. They didn't dot all their I's, cross all their T's, do things as, as, it, as they should. And yet to these very people, the message of salvation uh, came. So friends, uh, little friends, uh, this, and that's most of us. Most of us are little. None of us really have achieved great things in life. All of us can be really found in this category. And we are privileged that God brings this news to us. That the lowly uh, people of the world, like ourselves, are privileged with the information that Christ has come into the world to save uh, sinners. It's a tremendous message that he gives to us. It's not something that we should take lightly and think it's, oh, everybody knows that. Oh, friends, if you've really seen uh, this, it's a privilege to know these things. And God uh, brings it uh, to us. But when this message was first announced to these angels, uh, it's told, it, it was, though it, was, it came uh, to them, it was not only for them. The Savior who was to be born, well, he, he was for these shepherds, but he wasn't only for the shepherds. He was also for all of Israel. He was also for all the Gentiles. He is a Savior for all people. And that is what this joyful news from heaven is announcing. Look at verse uh, 10. The angel said unto them, Fear not. Well, let me go back to verse 9. Because uh, here were these shepherds just keeping watch over their flock by night, just minding their own business, as it were. And then the angel, an angel of the Lord appeared unto, unto them, and His glory, the splendor, the light of, uh, of the glory of God uh, shone round about them, and they were terrified at what they saw. And the angel of the Lord, verse 10, said unto them, Fear not, for behold, I bring you good tidings of great joy, which shall be unto all people. And here's the message. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, which is Christ the Lord. Now, these Jews... Like all, sorry, these shepherds, like all the Jews uh, at that time, they were expecting a savior. They were familiar with the idea of a savior coming, a Messiah who was coming. They were, they had been trained to expect a Messiah. They were uh, used to going to the synagogue and hearing these things, and in the temple they would be taught these things. As young children, they would have been brought up and learned uh, these things. And so they were expecting God to send a promised, a great deliverer. That was the promise that God had made. And they knew that God always keeps uh, His promises. They knew that He would come from the line of David. And so these shepherds even, like all the Jews, are expecting a, a Savior to come. So when they hear from these angels this news that unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior... They're thrilled. They're full of joy, wells up in their hearts. And they're thrilled to hear uh, this news. He's come. 
He's come at last. He's come. The long-awaited Savior has come into the world. But it's the second part, I think, that really startles them. I think the second part of this message, they didn't really, hadn't fully grasped that the angel went on to say, give some identity to this babe. Who is this Savior? Who is this babe who has come into the world? Christ the Lord. Now in the Old Testament, the word Lord uh, is equivalent to Jehovah, to Jehovah God. And so when the angel said, Christ the Lord is the one who, is, who has been born, who has come into the world, I think that would have startled them. They had expected a great Messiah. They had expected somebody who would come from, from heaven. But they never expected Him to be God. It's written in the Old Testament. It's prophesied. But I think their minds were blurred to the actual identity of Him. In fact, they were expecting somebody great politically. They were expecting somebody to come and help them and deliver Israel from uh, the Roman occupation. I don't think they really expected God to come Himself, even these shepherds. But that's what the news that they are receiving. The babe who has come into the world is none other than the Son of God Himself. The second person of the Trinity has left heaven and come into the, into, uh, the world. And that was amazing to them. Oh friends, this is at the heart of this Christmas message that we preach and teach. This is at the heart of the, the Gospel that the Son of God Himself as the second person of the Trinity has come into our world taking to Himself a human body and a human soul. Fully God and fully man at the same time. And we cannot fully comprehend what that means. Because we are, we are not like that. But fully God and fully man. He comes. He leaves heaven's splendor. He leaves heaven's glory. Where He is worshipped and adored and loved by all. Where He is the center of attraction. To come into this world to be almost like a nobody. A little person. The greatest person of all. Becomes almost like a little person. Almost insignificant. He isn't. But that's what he seems to be. The Son of God condescends uh, to, uh, to such a state that we can hardly imagine. That he uh, would suffer such poverty and uh, homelessness during his three years of ministry. He had nowhere, no home to call his own. Even we have a home to call our own, whether it's rented or whether it's our own. We have a home that we can say is our own. He had no home. He was dependent on the charity of other people. He even allowed himself, as he was going to Calvary's cross, he allowed himself to be pushed around by people who were inferior to himself. People whom, to, to whom he, he gave life and, and health and the strength, and they misused that strength against him. They used that strength to arrest him and to beat him and to hurt him and to harm him and to allow, he allowed all these things, people to do these things for, to him. Never murmuring, never complaining about what they were doing, never grumbling at his task because he knew, he knew he had to go through all that 
in order to save his people. He knew he had to suffer to save his people. And that's why he willingly went through it. Friends, the Son of God came into this world, born as a babe, lived a, a, a life for us in order to save us from our sins. He was born to die, as we say. The Saviour came to give his life by the cross. That's the purpose, that's the reason why he came into the world. Not just not to receive the praise and the acclamation of the world, but to suffer and die on Calvary's cross. There was one time when Peter, his, his, the Lord was speaking to his disciples and telling them, I'm going to the cross, I'm going to be suffer, I'm going to be put to death. And his uh, disciple Peter said, No, Lord, that will never happen to you. And the Lord said, had to rebuke Peter, because that was the reason he came into the world, to give his life on Calvary, to suffer and to die. That was the only way our sins could be taken away. That was the only way, and He was the only one. God alone could take away the sins of the world. Angels can't do it, no matter how great they are. They couldn't bear the punishment of sin. Only, the, the, only He could bear that punishment of all His people's sins, which were laid upon Him on Calvary's cross, and bear them all away. He came, friends, to do this wonderful work. Have you seen Him? Have you seen who Christ is? Oh, you've heard the Christmas story many, many times. You know about it. You can repeat it verbatim. And you know all of the different events that maybe go around it. But have you seen who this babe is? Well, He's no longer a babe anymore. He's no longer such. He is the divine Son of God, the only Saviour of sinners. Oh friends, this is the message that we must hear and must see. But this angel, well, he went on to give the shepherds a sign. This is where you will find him. Verse 12, this, shine, this shall be a sign unto you. You shall find the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes, lying in a manger. And the angel had hardly finished his sentence when this whole host of angels appeared and sang in unison, unison like a, a choir uh, there. Uh, suddenly there was with the angel a multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest and on earth peace, uh, goodwill uh, towards men. And with that, they disappeared back into heaven. And everything returned as it were and as if almost as if nothing had happened now what would the shepherds do the angels are gone out of sight they've had that great vision what's going to be the response of the shepherds well they could have looked at each other and said well that was marvelous wasn't it that was so tremendous what a sight we saw let's go and tell everybody else what we've just seen but they didn't do that friends uh, they, the, the angel, in fact, he never told them directly to go and look for the baby. He did imply it uh, when he said, ye shall find uh, the babe wrapped in swaddling clothes. But he didn't actually tell them, go and look for the baby. But that's what they did. They said, let us go uh, to, uh, let us now go even unto uh, Bethlehem. And friends, what will you do with this glorious message? 
that Christ is the Savior of sinners. You can, sit back, you can sit back and you can admire it and say, that's wonderful, that's a lovely story, but that will do, do you no good. You can talk about it with other people, but that will do you no good as well. You can ignore it completely. That will be disastrous for you to ignore it. Disastrous for you eternally, friends. You must seek Christ. You must follow these lowly shepherds who once they received the message, did something with it. And they went out looking for uh, this babe. Went out looking uh, for the, the Savior. And that must be a priority in your life. Yes, you have your work to do and your family to see to, but the priority must be in your life. If I haven't found Christ, I must find Him. I must have Him as my Savior. I must know forgiveness of sins. I must have my sins forgiven. I won't rest until I find Him, until I know Him as my personal Savior. Well, the shepherds, you know, they could have, could have doubted the message that they had received. Because here, uh, the angels told them that the, the babe would be born in a sta stable. He was lying in a manger. And they could have said, well, how can the promised Messiah, Jehovah God, how can he be born in a stable? Surely it should be in a palace that he is born. How can he be born there? They didn't think like that. They believed the message as soon as the angels had told it, told it to them. And their faith also is seen in their own words. Let us go now even unto Bethlehem and see this thing which has come to pass. They believed it had already happened. All they have done is heard about it, but they believe it has actually happened. They believed the message that they heard. They're already persuaded of it. And friends, this is what we must do as well with the message. It's, we must hear it, but we must join faith with it. We must believe the things that are spoken to us. We must believe that it is uh, true. And we must go one step further and trust in that Savior who is made known to us. Have faith in Him. Look away from ourselves and have faith in Jesus Christ who has come to take away our sins, putting away all our doubts and trust entirely and only in Him and what He has done on Calvary. Faith is so uh, vital for us in, uh, as we seek uh, the Lord. And then verse 16, look what they do. They come with haste. Let's go and see these things which the Lord has made known unto us. And they came with haste and found Mary. They had to look for him. Leaving, they had to leave behind one or two of the other shepherds. And the rest of them, well, they went about looking. They weren't exactly sure. They had, didn't have specific directions where they would find him. So I'm sure that they must have said to one another, let's split up this task. There are many fields to search. Many stables to look into, to peek into. Perhaps uh, this is what they did. And when they eventually found one, uh, found where the Lord was, they all came back together and uh, came and saw the things as it was told them. And we read, they wondered at all the things that they saw uh, uh, concerning uh, this child. They were earnest in their looking for Christ. Oh, friends, 
we must be earnest. We cannot be, here is something we cannot be apathetic about. There are many things in life you can be apathetic about. It's not really so important, but not in this matter, not in matter of salvation. This is a matter of urgency uh, with me. And then uh, finally, having found uh, the Lord, we read that they made it known unto others. They told other people about this child. And all, verse 18, all they that heard it wondered at those things which were told them by the shepherds. And then verse 20, after all these things, they returned back to their fields and to their flocks, to their sheep, glorifying and praising God for all the things that they had heard and seen as it was told unto them. Having found the Lord, they then returned uh, to their lowly occupation. I think that's the lesson there as well, friends. The experience uh, changed them, but not, didn't change their occupation. They still remained shepherds, maybe for the rest of their lives. They would remain as shepherds still, but they were transformed. Now they had in their possession great things. They were still in a lowly position in the world, but now they had, you could say, the Savior in their mind, in their hearts. Now they had great expectation and great hope. Oh, this is so much better, friends. Even if we are little people in the world, it doesn't matter if we have the Lord. It doesn't matter where we are in life, what we have or don't have of this world's goods and this world's acclaim and praise. If we don't have these things, and yet we have the Savior, that is more than enough. If we have the forgiveness of our sins through Him, if we have a, a place in heaven, if the, the Lord God is our God and His eyes upon me, who cares if other people's eyes are not upon me? God knows about me. And that is, that is the joy of our lives. Yes, He will come to know Christ. is life-transforming. He may not change our outer circumstances. He may not give us a better job and a better pay and a better salary but He will make us better people and in Him we will find that contentment that those people who don't have Christ are yearning for and longing for. Oh friends, these are the things that Christ has come to do and it matters not whether we are great or little uh, in the world. What matters most of all is this. Is this Saviour who has come, the Son of God, is He my Saviour? Is He my Lord? Do I know Him personally? Have I, do I trust Him personally? If you don't know that, then friends, tonight, come to Him. Tonight, receive this gift that God is giving to you, offering to you, the Son of God. Believe in Him, receive Him, turn from your sins, trust only in Him, and He will save you and record your name in heaven. Well, let's uh, pray together. Oh Lord, our God and Heavenly Father, we bless Thee and thank Thee once again for Thy great goodness in granting to us undeserving sinners and the lowly of the world, oh Lord, the little people of the world, the joy of knowing such a Saviour and having such blessings bestowed upon us Truly, we are undeserving of these things. But, O oh Lord, the greatness is not in ourselves, or, but in Thee, 
the great and the mighty God who has done great things for us. And so our souls also do magnify the Lord and bless thee and Lord forever and ever. We ask that thou wouldst bless us here, each one, in our Saviour's name. Amen. Let's uh, sing together our, our final hymn, number 222, Angels from the Realms of Glory, 222. Thank you. 